God consciousness just wants us to expand, right? So that God frequency just pulls up all of the things that we've been unwilling or unable to integrate. And as Michael Brown of the Presence Process says, if you've been on the path to healing, you will stay on that path to healing. Because if you feel that you need to heal something, it implies that you feel that you're broken or need to be fixed. And from that level of consciousness, we can never experience the true healing that we want. What's up, everybody? How are we doing today? We're about a week away from Thanksgiving. Everybody feeling grateful? Thanksgiving's a little bit late this year, right? Feels a little off. Maybe that's why it seems so odd that everyone in my neighborhood has got their Christmas decorations out and, and we haven't even hit Thanksgiving yet. I never understood these holidays when we just kind of move the date around. It just seems very willy-nilly you will. Um, So this week on the podcast, I'm talking with Kayleen Callahan. I've been looking forward to sharing this episode with you all for about three weeks now. Kayleen and I had an early morning conversation a couple weeks ago chatting about everything that she is up to, and she is up to a lot. She was actually, this call happened, she was in Mexico at her new space called the Peace Sanctuary. We talk about that. It is an amazing space in Mexico that's a retreat center. You can just go and hang out and eat food that is grown right on the property. You can surf. It's just amazing, just like Kayleen. Kayleen is also the owner of Golden Buddha Yoga in New Jersey. She designs clothes. She's an artist. She's a singer. You can find her on YouTube or her Patreon channel. We talk about all of that good stuff in the episode. It's super inspiring. And if there is any kind of thought in your mind of why you can't do what you want to do, hopefully this episode will really give you a kick in the butt and realize that you can do absolutely anything you want to do. It takes work. You have to put in the work, but you can do it. You have to set some goals, set some intentions, and really put in the work, and you can make anything happen, and Kayleen is proof of that. Seriously, she is one of the most inspiring people I know. We talk about it a little in the episode. I used to teach at one of Kayleen's studios here on the main line in Philadelphia, one of her Golden Buddha yoga studios. And whenever Kayleen would come to class and put a message out saying she was going to be in my class, The class was packed. The class wasn't packed because I was teaching. The class was packed because Kayleen was going to be in that class. Not teaching the class, just in the class. And she just has that kind of magical pull with people. She is, she's magnetic. And people are attracted to her because she has the good stuff. The good stuff. So I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed the conversation. But before we jump in, like I said, it's almost Thanksgiving. Every year around this time, I do two really big sales, one for small businesses. So this year I'm currently doing a $300 off small business sale. So you have, if you have a fitness studio, a yoga studio, or a small business, and you're looking for new images to roll into 2020 with, 
head to my website, joelongophotography.com, click on Small Business Special, and you can book a session, pay a deposit now, save $300, and then schedule that session anytime within the next six months. And it's just a great way to start the new year off with images for your social media, to update your website. And really, it's important to have current images on your website. Because you don't want people coming into your business and being like, oh, wow, it looks different. You're like, oh, right, we moved. We're in a completely different location than any of those images that, that are on the website. And then you have these images to also use for marketing on social media and Instagram and Instagram stories. So really, it's a huge savings, three, saving $300, and you just get so many images to represent your brand. Hit me up if you want information about that. There's only 10 of those sessions available at the $300 off rate. So don't delay. The sale ends on Cyber Monday. I'm also running a 50% off personal photo session. So if you're a yoga teacher, a fitness trainer, you want pictures of your family, pictures of your friends and you, pictures, engagement pictures, really anything you're looking for, there's only about, I think, five to six sessions available at this 50% off rate. The sale officially drops on Black Friday and goes until Cyber Monday, but I did a pre-release. If you're listening to this and you're like, I want in on that pre-release, send me a message and I will get you a link to scoop up that special. I'm also doing a two-hour kundalini yoga and meditation class at Yoga Brain on Friday, December 13th called The Heart is a Magnet. We're going to be focusing on our heart center, setting intentions to really start bringing into our lives exactly what we want. It's really fun. I'm super excited for this workshop. I've been all about doing the heart openers, so this is going to be a lot of fun to have a room full of people opening their heart with me. That's Friday night, December 13th at Yoga Brain. Saturday, December 21st, I am co-hosting a yoga, not a yoga, a photo jam at the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange. And that's four hours of fun with yoga and fitness professionals when we just get together for four hours. We chat. There's a little like business mixer, if you will. You get to mix and mingle with people in your industry and we create beautiful images. Tickets are $75 and you walk away with three high-res stunning images for yourself, for your brand. And it's just a great way to meet other people in the fitness industry. And that's it. I'm going to leave it there. Be on the lookout for Coffee Talk this Sunday. And then maybe something special for Thanksgiving. Until then, kick back, grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab whatever you enjoy. And get down with this episode. That's it. I'm going to keep it real short. I think that was real short. Not even sure. Enjoy this episode with Kayleen. Check her out on all the social platforms and head down to Mexico to the Peace Sanctuary and rejuvenate yourself in one of the amazing workshops that she'll be hosting in 2020. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode, please share it with your friends, share it in your IG story, share it on your Facebook story. If you're on the TikToks, put it on the TikToks, put it anywhere where you think people will enjoy and benefit from this. 
Now kick back and get ready to be inspired because this is one hell of an inspiring conversation. Thank you all so much and have a beautiful day. So we're going to go. We're recording right now. And it's good because this is early morning. I feel like my late night, early morning DJ radio voice is kicking. So we can like... Yeah, can, it's 6 a.m. here. I got that sexy voice. Right, I'm like, hey. Exactly. <laughs> we can roll right into, you're listening to Slow Jams with Joe and <laughs> Time to, time to get it. sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um all right what's up everybody i'm joe longo this is the inspired creativity podcast and today i'm talking with kayleen callahan from mexico hey so (laughs) yes 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 you are my first out of country conversation which is very exciting and thanks for waking up a little extra early to uh to chat with me are you a morning person Oh, yeah. Most of my day is completed before 8 a.m. And anything after that is is kind of a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I've been up since like 4.30 in Mexico right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I go through... I was waiting for you to get up with the time change. (laughs) I was like, well, maybe it's too early. No, definitely not. I was up at 6.30. And uh, with the time change now, I, I get up earlier if that makes sense. Like I just, I don't know. I go through these waves of sometimes I'm waking up at like 4.30 and then sometimes this is going to sound funny. I feel like I'm sleeping in until seven. But it, yeah, you know, it just, kind of, just mm-hmm. kind of depends. And I'm like, oh wow, I slept most of the day away and it, it's only 7 a.m. Yeah. So. The bed is so nice though. Sometimes I'll wake, I do wake up early sometimes and then lay in bed for an hour or two and just snuggle with the dogs. Well, yeah, I'm up. I might not just be moving. (laughs) You have to, you have to. And it's, it's, I find it's funny with my dog, Stella. She, she's still in bed. So when I got out of bed this morning, she looked at me and she was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I don't have anything to do. And probably in about an hour, she'll come crawl, you know, scroll. I can't talk. She will come (laughs) strolling down the steps. Like it's time for a morning dog treat. And should we go for a walk now? I'm ready. Aww. Yeah. I hear that. So your dogs, let's just jump into your dogs. You have dogs here in the States, correct? Are they the same dogs um, that are with you there? Do your dogs travel? Yeah, with you? they're the same dogs. <laughs> they're um they're Mexi specials. Uh-huh. I um my mom is actually a dog groomer and my parents were like avid live off of the land hunters, so we always had um, bird dogs and stuff like that. And then I, you know, I lived out of my backpack and traveled for 12 years straight and it's anywhere longer than two months. So obviously having an animal was not part of my agenda. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then when I first moved down here and made to go my home base to kind of launch off of, um, Gibson came to me. He's my first dog, my first baby. And, um, I was like, shit, I can't have a dog. So I called like my, my spiritual teacher. She uses a dousing rod. And I was like, I was calling her to confirm that I couldn't keep this dog. (laughs) And she said, Oh no, you have to keep this dog. This dog's going to save your life three times. And then, and then, you know, his best friend was this little one, Chantel. 
who whose owner um, kind of forfeited her and wasn't taking care of her. So then all of a sudden I had two dogs. So yeah, they're both um, they're like Mexican pit bull ish mixes um, that I fly back and forth with, and I can sometimes I only fly one at a time. So a lot of times I fly one back and then I come back to Mexico and then I fly the other one back. So it's um, they've changed my life a lot in such a yeah dogs will, a will definitely do that to you. Yeah. So for everyone listening. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm intrigued by you, Kayleen, because <laughs> I, I tell people when I, um, so Kayleen is, I don't even know how to describe you because there's so many aspects mm. of, of you from teacher, guide, studio owner, artist. I'm not even really sure. So I'll just say this. When I taught at Kayleen's studio, she has this magical pool with people. And she would make a post that she was coming to my class, not teaching my class, just going to be in my class, and my class would be packed. And I'd be like, can you come <laughs> to my class every day, please? <laughs> and I just thought, like, that, it was a great class, Sat Nam. <laughs> thank you, yeah, Sat Nam. We're raising the vibration. But that was so, um, like, I just love the way people love you. And like how they're that drawn and you're just like, I'm going to be in, in Joe's class. You should come. And it would be a packed okay. class. Like you've got some sweet goodness in you, girl. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, so, um, so tell us, tell everyone that's listening. Who are you? Where did you come from? What planet are you from? Who am I? Okay. <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to my parents that birthed me because I think um, coming from them basically definitely laid the laid the line of my life. So my mom is Doreen and my dad was Paul and pretty basic middle class family. My dad was a commercial fisherman and a farmer. Um, my mom's a dog groomer. And my house, I guess we just always prioritize, um, like, fun, family, and food, actually. <laughs> fun, family, and food were, were our priorities. And I actually had this conversation with someone the other day because they said, um, you know, Kayleen, you, you just, she's like, I want to say this, like, I'm so inspired by all that you do. But she's like, it's like almost like you feel, like, entitled to it. And she's like, I don't want that to come off in a negative way. But she's like you feel like, well, why can't you go for it? And why shouldn't you go for it? And I really, it made me think, and I, I feel like I really owe that to my parents. Like anything was possible. I could do anything I wanted, but I had to do it. You know, when I was younger, I was a competitive surfer and I really wanted to go out to California. And I think I was like 12 or 13. I was like very pretty young and my mom was like yeah go for it but like she didn't pay for my plane ticket and she didn't give me a ride to the airport and you know I like presented something I worked really hard I made the money I needed I bought the plane ticket I had my cousin drive me up I stayed with people that we met on a surf trip in Mexico that I'd arranged and um and I feel like that's kind of how my whole life has gone like I just didn't know that there was things that I couldn't do or couldn't ask for so you know people have said to me I I opened my first studio by accident and, and then I left after three months and I was gone for 
for nine months and it didn't come back. And, um, and everyone told me that I couldn't do that. And I was like, well, sure I can. Like, there's all these funny things that people have told me I couldn't do. And, and via my parents, like, yeah, you can do anything, but maybe a little different than millennials. They weren't going to give it to me. I had to just make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, so my life, uh, was totally untraditional. I dropped out of high school when I was a freshman. I was bullied pretty bad. And my mom just was like, Hey, like you don't have to put up with this if you don't want. And so I left, I homeschooled for a minute and then got my GED, graduated college when I was 19. My dad told me not to get a job because then I'd have all these bills and responsibility and then I'd have a family and then I wouldn't be able to wake up one day and say, Hey, F it. I want to, you know, go live in Timbuktu. So, um, he encouraged me to move abroad and I moved to Costa Rica and I would just travel for, um, for the winters surfing, like it was always kind of surf based surf and travel and lived in Costa Rica for years. I lived in Sri Lanka for years. Now Mexico is my home base. And I've, you know, always used those places as a launching pad to, to go here, there and everywhere. And then in the summers I would come home and I would play music, I would give massages, I would clean houses, I would teach yoga, I had a personal catering company, um, I gave surf lessons, and then, you know, as the years went by, yoga became a bigger and bigger piece, and the other side jobs kind of started to fall away. Um, and then my traveling, people were inspired by, they wanted to come experience that, but maybe not on the dirtbag level that I was. <laughs> so I started to put in. So I'm like, they're like, oh my God, we really want to come. I'm like, I don't know if we want to come. Well, <laughs> my budget. But um, so then um, just clients of mine from my regular yoga classes had asked um, if I would arrange, like create these like yoga vacations for them. And so then I kind of, every, I've just fallen into everything. Like I, I always call myself the accidental studio owner, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I started running retreats all around the world. I was running retreats all over Africa, Asia, and Europe, uh, Central America. And then, um, and then I had been teaching at studios. I was just tired of getting paid for like twenty dollars a class, and um, and having all my classes sold out when I would come home. So I had run into space for the summer, and my community asked me to keep it open. So I just said, "Don't burn it down." and came back they actually moved me into a bigger space and bigger space and then two years ago it was like probably like my eighth year of having the studio I bought um I bought a building and now I have like my forever yoga studio home in Ocean City New Jersey I added a cafe to that and all these things that this kind of multifaceted things that just people like I can't believe you did that and I, I never thought to ask my like I never thought it was weird I guess yeah, I guess most of my life people have said, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, I can't believe that you think that that's weird. <laughs> right, Doesn't right. everybody just do whatever they want? <laughs> that is so um, interesting to, to really think of, like to wrap your head around because of just your perspective is, yeah, I can do this. Like there was never. Uh, I never thought that it was not an option right. or like I never thought that it was weird. And. I don't know. I've uh, like a lot of the stuff I teach in my classes and workshops are manifesting and creating the life you want. But it really is 
more of breaking the paradigm of the you can't do those things or you can't, you know, because so many of us yeah. have that, that you you have to do it this way. You uh, like, like yeah. it's supposed to be a struggle and it's like yeah. breaking that. So really the workshops are like how to break that old thought pattern to create this new one. And yeah. that's where... A lot of us, even myself, struggle where, you know, like I'll go, I'll I'll like hit these peaks of everything is happening perfectly. And then it's almost as if I get triggered back and then I'm back in this space of, oh, no, wait, I'm back in this struggle. How did I how did I get back here? So it's really that's such a good perspective, though. You know, it's like it's really not about like even the manifesting. It's not actually about manifesting. I feel like sometimes manifesting talk about like there's like wow, they like, oh, you can manifest anything you want. It's like, well, God is abundance, and we are these perfect manifestations of God. So, like, we're meant to experience that abundance. So, really, you just got to get out of the dang way, you know? Right, right. But it, it's as if we've been uh, programmed in such a way that we don't know how to get out of our own way. Um, I'm mm-hmm. Are Have you, you ever done transformational breathing? Because that will get you out of your own way. Um, I need to I do... I feel like that's kind of what lit up my life. So when you say transformational breathing, is it kind of like the rebirthing breath? Like the holotropic? Like no, 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 no. Or... Not rebirthing, not holotropic, not breath wave. So... Um, Tell us, tell transformational us. Breathing. <laughs> transformational breathing. Transformational breathing. I will tell you. Tell I me, tell me, tell me. I have put in a freaking verbal headlock <laughs> and told them all out. I'm like, let me tell you about transformational breathing. Um, I've never felt so lit up about a modality. Like, I mean, kundalini yoga to me was kind of like the end-all, be-all, like highest practice mm-hmm. um, that I had encountered. Um, super passionate about rolfing. Um I've studied all sorts of modalities to give a background. I've had an autoimmune disease since I was a child, which is what got me into yoga and wellness. And so for the past 20 years, I've been on this path of healing, I say in quotes, Uh um, to try to liberate myself from the physical pain that I'm in and then the emotional trauma that that physical pain causes. And, um, I remember I actually, I was flying up from Baja to LA to see a healer and we we're, I was having some really good sessions with him. And I said, you know, I've got to go back East for the summer. I don't want to lose this. What should I do? And he's like, okay, find a Feldenkrais expert and get with someone that does freeing the natural voice via Dr. Karen, something, something. So I put it on Facebook because, you know, Facebook has everything. And, mm-hmm. and these people get back to me with this woman's name. I, I sign up with her. And the night before I say, Hey, I'm so excited to free the natural voice. And she's like, what is freeing the natural voice? And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, she's like, I do transformational breathing. And I just, as a small business owner, I was like, okay, I don't want to cancel the night before, so I'm just going to go. But I'm like, breathing, like I've done kundalini, I've done yoga for, you know, 15 years. Like, I feel like I, I've done all the breathing, you know? Mm-hmm. What the F, dude? I walked out of there. Like, what did I just experience? This was like nothing I've ever experienced. And I've been addicted ever since. So transformational breathing um, was created by Dr. Judith Kravitz. She is the most magnificent woman of all the teachers I've studied with around the world. I feel like she's the most just authentic, pure, real deal. She looks like she's fresh from the QVC network with her matching silk outfits and beads (laughs) and, you know, her cute little curls. She's kind of like your Aunt Betty or something. I don't know, but I freaking love her, you know. And she, um, it's the only hands-on breath 
work technique. She's been teaching it professionally for 50 years now. And um, I just have so much respect for her, so much respect for this breath work because I felt like rolfing like, was almost the perfect body work, but something was missing. And then, you know, breath work and Kundalini was perfect, but it's something that was still kind of missing. This is the most complete modality I've ever experienced in my life. And I've done all the other breaths. I've done the rebirthing breath. I've done holotropic breath. I've done the breath wave. And they're incomplete in my experience as well, because this is really, um, is working the body mind. So there's body mapping that's done. So like, um, what we know about the body mind is certain parts of the body are a reflection of certain emotional states and program patterns, family, etc. So, we're working the body map with physical touch and I'm personally bringing my background with Rolfing into it. So it's a little bit more of an intense touch. We're giving verbal affirmations to trigger certain emotions. Like it's like Kundalini in the sense that it's designed to poke, provoke and confront. Uh-huh. So it's like poking and provoking you. And when, like when I, as a facilitator, if I was to say, uh, an affirmation that makes you want to like cry, cringe, or punch me in the face. And we know, okay, hey, that's the one we need to be working with. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so as I'm poking, provoking, and confronting you, you're doing this circular connected breath all through the mouth. It's not hyperventilation. It's just this steady. And that breath invites in this high frequency through the metaphysical law, polarity, a high frequency attracts a low frequency. But again, metaphysical law of entrainment, that low frequency will either become a high frequency or fall away. And it's like there's no mental process that needs to happen. All you have to do is breathe the breath. I have never met a modality. Like in Kundalini Yoga, I always tell, would tell my students, you just have to take the medicine and know that the medicine is going to work. You don't have to know why. Like we can take Robitussin and we don't have to know the science of why cough medicine is going to work. But if we take cough medicine and we think this isn't going to work for me, I'm always sick, then it's not going to work, which Kundalini is the same thing. And I feel like even if you're doing the transformational breathing and you're saying this isn't going to work, it still is going to work. I've never met a modality like that. That is just that powerful. And that God frequency, like God consciousness just wants us to expand, right? So Mm -hmm. that God frequency just pulls up all of the things that we've been unwilling or unable to integrate. And as Michael Brown of the presence process says, if you've been on the path to healing, you will stay on that path to healing. Because if you feel that you need to heal something, it implies that you feel that you're broken or need to be fixed. And from that level of consciousness, we can never experience the true healing that we want. So really the perspective shift and what we work with specifically in transformational breathing, the Dr. Judith Kravitz is miracle consciousness. So we go into it. Like I am perfect. There's nothing to be fixed. Like everything is perfect as it is. Like God is in the dark. God is in the light, all of it. And when you approach it from that, then all of those things that trigger us, they're just cleared and integrated. So it's really this emotional integration process that is happening on the most profound level. I am so excited right now. I'm smiling from your ear. I, <laughs> I love I, I, I want to do it right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Mexico tomorrow and let's breathe. Yes. Oh, wow. 
yeah, it's pretty next level. So it just, uh, it's just so, so beautiful. And it's, um, you know, whereas like rolfing, like I've, I fly to Italy quite often to see my rolfer and sometimes it can be so traumatic, like having that deep of body work that it's almost re-traumatizing. This is such a love, like we were breathing babies. We breathe babies. Like you can breathe babies and integrate their birth trauma because we're all living out our birth trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm a C-section baby. I don't know about you, but C-section babies, they there's this deep feeling of like needing someone to rescue you or needing someone to help you. And, and I'm like, dang it, that shit's spot on. Like how your birth, like how your mom felt when she was like all of it with all the stuff that we know, like all the stuff that we know to be true about the body mind and about pre-birth trauma and, right. and it integrates all of it. And, and what I really love is that Dr. Judith's trainings, we have snack times three times a day. I mean, like this woman gets me. I, I get like, I mean, <laughs> we're breathing and having snacks and talking about our emotions. I love it. Oh, <laughs> it's like that's so good. interesting. <laughs> I love that you said all of the birth stuff. Cause literally last night I've have been like a, came into my existence like thinking about it for some reason you know sometimes these thoughts just pop into your head like oh and when i have this interesting story that i was conceived the night that my grandfather died Mm -hmm. and you know so through my whole life there's this been this like idea of like oh well what does that mean and i had this beautiful beautiful vedic astrology reading a long long time ago um, by this amazing woman, Bethala, and she looked at my hands before she even did the reading. And she like she didn't know any of this. She looked at my hands. Yeah. She looked at me and she did that like four times. And then she looked me dead in yeah. the eyes and was like, you're not him. And I was like, oh, OK. She was like, you definitely crossed paths hmm. and you're here, you know, to help your mom. But yeah. you're, you're not him. And I'm like, oh, wow. And it was like, how do you, how do you know that's that? heavy? How do you know that? Yeah. You know, but I totally like was like felt it like yeah, like I, I feel this. Um, but then recently, the last couple of days, I've been thinking of well, when my mom was carrying me, she was extremely sad because of the loss of her dad. And how did that? Affect, yeah, and you carry that. How did that affect me? And what is happening? Yeah. And mom, if you're listening, I love you and, you know, no judgment. Um, but it's just something yeah. that I've been thinking of, like, wow, what was going on? And then she had pneumonia as well when she had me. So it's like all of this stuff and literally within like the last week has been like coming into my consciousness in a way like thinking about it so it's really interesting that you brought up all of that dude we're gonna breathe that and integrate that pre-birth no worries (laughs) (laughs) so good wow and the i i've been talking a lot about synchronicities and how things like this happen so everyone that's listening if you heard me talk about my synchronicities Mm -hmm. here is another one you know because i think just Mm -hmm. because of that like having this thought and now all of a sudden here you are talking about this modality that you could really help process shit that I don't even know how it may be affecting me. Like that's where I am right now. Just curious is like, well, what, like, is this affecting me in some way? Has it affected me? And now how do we get moving? So. I think that the beautiful piece of the breath too is like in shadow work, like all this like Jungian theory and stuff that we've done and maybe like Debbie Ford and, you know, all is beautiful work. But if, we can only know what we know and we don't know what we don't know. And most of the 
time it's what we don't know that's actually having like the negative consequence on us, you know, because if we knew about it, we would fix it, heal it, change it, evolve it, put it under the microscope, try to integrate it. Mm -hmm. So the breath work, what's so cool is things will come up that you had no idea even bothered you. Like a little, a little encounter from when you were a child, you know, that like actually shaped like your whole life um, that you wouldn't have remembered. Or sometimes like, cause when we heal ourselves, we heal all of our ancestors cause we carry that, we carry them with us, you know, mm. and then we pass it on to our children. So the breath work is beautiful because a lot of times things will come up or memories will come up and I don't even actually know if they're mine. They might've been my mom's, they might've been my grandmother's, but I'm still carrying them and I'm still interacting with the world from them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the breath just knows it's like with our mind, like we're so limited in our ability to see ourselves and to, to see what is the issue, you know, and this like really identifies the major roadblocks that are, that are there without any effort. All you got to do is breathe. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. Super excited. <laughs> and now that a, a great reason for you to come down to Mexico and stay at the, stay at the compound. <laughs> right. Right. So Tell us about Mexico. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on down there where you are? What are you, what are you creating? What are you building? Um, so I am, I, I came to Mexico a few years ago because I was living in Sri Lanka and loved it there. I couldn't get the business visa that I wanted and my business was growing in the States and I couldn't just leave it completely for nine to 10 months anymore. Mm-hmm. So I came down here the first day and met this super sexy guy, Odin. He ended up being my boyfriend for a few years. And then I left him and kept Mexico. But in the time that we were together, um, in the time that we were together, I had been running trainings down here and renting a space. And he was like, well, why are you renting a space? Why don't you just buy one and make your own? Maybe that was oversimplified or maybe he really didn't understand how I exaggerate everything. (laughs) So Uh having a a small space was not necessarily in the cards for me. So I bought a 13-acre farm out the back. I couldn't get the paperwork um, that I needed for construction there, which was totally God's play, you know, because at the time I had wanted this like massive retreat center, all these things. and, And really that's not kind of where my heart's at. Uh-huh. in this moment and if I was being honest with myself then and um, you know as it would come to be I ended up um, I live on like the what I call like the Mexican side of town um, I live back by the mountains there's no gringos back here everyone speaks Spanish and this is just the people that I spend all my time with so um through my relationship with the people in this town, I've had some amazing opportunities to purchase property um, that probably wouldn't be affordable for me, you know, mm-hmm. in a, other, another situation. So I bought a few pieces of property um, right by where I rent my house. And I just had this really clear vision of building four little casitas, like four little homes. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what, but like, I just, I've always, my whole business, I've never done a chart or like sat down with a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I ever did that with was the Philadelphia studio or the Pennsylvania studio, which actually was the only kind of slightly unsuccessful part I've had in my career. I've really 
you know, thanks be to God, I've been experienced a lot of abundance. And, um, but my whole career has just been based off of like intuition. So I had this intuition to build these four houses and no idea what I was going to do with them at the time. Started to build them. And then, then the plan <laughs> was revealed. And, um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just use this to run retreats and I'll Airbnb in between while I'm waiting for the paperwork for the 13 acres. And now I'm in the process of building a yoga studio next to it and a commercial kitchen to do pop restaurants, putting in a Temez cow, putting in like a solar hot tub and all these things. And it just feels so good because I finally have a space to share my retreats that's 100% mine, you know, and and 100% my vision. It's so beautiful. There's 360 views of the mountains. I'm five minutes from the beach. All of the food that we'll be eating is from the property, grown on the property. I have chickens that we're getting our eggs from. And it's, it's really a celebration of the vision of my career in the community and the space that I built in New Jersey of that it's like it's communal but it's also private because I think they're both important like it's important to spend time with people and it's also important to like take time for yourself so the houses are built in such a way that you know you can be in your house by yourself or you can be in these communal spaces and it just feels really really good that's so, sound really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's also like the Tropic of Cancer runs through our town. It's a super high frequency place, so to do spiritual work here is really it's like amplified, you know. Uh huh. And it feels like, you know, I was thinking the other day, my dad came up, my friend Sitlali, he's a beautiful woman that lives down here, surf photographer yoga teacher extraordinaire and um we were, she was asking me all these questions about my dad and i realized my dad had passed away seven years ago and that's really where my career took off and it's like what i know now about like pre-birth planning i can see how like my dad's whole life and without trying to sound you know like i may be all, almost narcissistic but like i can see how my dad's life was there to really support me and my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I see how like, even in sacrifice, like my mom, I see how she's grown since, since he's passed and all these things. And like, I didn't, I don't want to waste that, you know, like it's literally like, even when he got sick and how he got sick. And when I came home teaching, like that's when I started the base and all of it, like every little detail. And that's why I just love when we can step into this perspective of like God is in the things that even we cannot understand mm-hmm. and the things that we perceive as negative or dark, because that would probably be one of the darkest, most painful times of my life that was totally seasoning me and fermenting me to become the person that I am today to share in the way that I do today to create the vision that I have today. And none of that was, was, was without purpose, you know, so that pain was definitely not without purpose. And, I can feel my dad here. I can feel him in the Baja. I can feel him in the project. I can feel his joy. It's just as real as if he was alive. And and I feel like this is 
you know, my dad, when I was a little kid, we used to go surf trips together all the time. My dad always told me, because I've never taken out a loan. I've done all of this on my own money. I've never had a business partner. I've never, nothing. It's just been like waitressing money, bartending money, yoga money, you know. Mm-hmm. And my dad had said to me when I was a little girl, hey, you know, if you start saving this much per month now, you'll have this much when you're this age. And one day you're going to be in paradise and a piece of that paradise is going to be for sale and you're going to be able to buy it if you have the money. So like, and we always just like, every time we're on a surf trip, my dad was just like, you know, Caitlin, like if you save and you're smart, then like one day you can have a piece of paradise just like we have here, you know? And, and I just feel like super grateful to how his whole life was setting up my life that like this just feels like the biggest honoring of him you know this space is just everything Mm -hmm. everything 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 I feel like my whole life has has prepared me for for what is about to unfold now it's like this next chapter that seems really sacred special and totally in alignment yeah so that's so beautiful. Love this space down here. <laughs> <laughs> and just that, oh, wow. The, like to hear you say that and know that you're talking to me from that space is such a beautiful vision in my mind and so inspiring that again, like how, like going back to the, the manifesting and creating things, like so many people have excuses of why they can't do the things. And it's like, if we can just drop the excuses and realize that, that we are God, like we are infinite creative beings. And if you want to do something, you can do it. But the whole thing is actually doing it, like getting out of your own way and making it happen. But knowing that it's not always going to be fairy tales and, you know, butterflies and unicorns, like there's going to be times that yeah. suck, but. Yeah. I think that's where faith really comes in. Like you have to realize, or I don't want to say you have to realize what I have realized on my journey is that there's all these little things that would maybe discourage me from going where I'm going. And that's usually when people sit down and and I just really embrace that faith now that I know that like, like I will sit down literally. I just, I will sit down like I'm a little girl and put my head in my hand sometimes and cry. And I have to affirm to myself that like, okay, even though I can't see God in this moment right now, I know that God is always present. Uh-huh. And, and, and I just embrace that with my whole body, heart, mind, soul. Cause it has not let me astray, you know, um, Marianne Williamson says that like, not Marianne Williamson, Carolyn Meese. I was a great, her book, her audiobook, Spiritual Darkness, really shifted my life and shifted my perspective in a lot of ways. And she says, um, gratitude when you're sitting at a full buffet table surrounded by your beloved is not gratitude. You know, that's easy. Like gratitude is when you can sit all alone and have nothing and still feel that in your heart. And she says the same thing about faith. Like so many times people will go through a difficult experience and say, Oh, well it made me question my faith in God. And it's like, well, no, like then you didn't have faith because it's easy to have faith when life is going good and life is easy. But we know that life is uncomfortable and challenging when we're growing and when we're learning and when we're being this given this opportunity to see things in a new way and to move in a new way. 
So really, like, it's those challenging moments that allow us to grow our faith. So it's like the more challenges you have, like the bigger your faith can be. You know, so you know, like Khalil Gibran, the bigger your sorrow, the greater your joy. It's like, so if you start to shift that perspective, even the dark times become a place that you can really embrace because you know, hey, life is just going to be that much sweeter right. when this is when this has passed. And I try not to push through those difficult times anymore like I used to or like numb out those difficult times because that was also a pattern of mine. Um Right. So, yeah, I've recently, yeah. you know, removed all of my numbing patterns, most of them, and it's been interesting. Don't let them all go. Right. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we need a yeah, little. <laughs> you know, um, but it's been interesting seeing the world from a new perspective, um, yeah. and actually tapping into everything that that is within me that's always been there but you know I, i've been talking about this a lot because i think it's really important that i i smoked weed probably for 20 years and then all of a sudden in june i'm like yeah i'm not going to smoke weed anymore and it just stopped you know and it wasn't like oh my goodness how am i going to do this like when i quit smoking cigarettes and i wanted to die um you know, yeah. it was just yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, but it also created this clarity in me and this more like I've become more intuitive than I was before and everything has been more clear and the synchronicities, you know, it's like, I'm sure all of these synchronicities yeah. were here then, but maybe I just wasn't, um, seeing them clearly yeah now. they're always there right. they're always there and now i'm like oh shit look there's another one and there's another one and this is really really pretty neat <laughs> yeah um, but that you awesome. know it's 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 a tough world that we live in and it is really easy to find so many things to numb us and to kind of keep us yeah. unaware just because it's like that warm cozy blanket to pull over us to be like, okay, yeah. it's, it's safe under here. But really yeah. when you get that courage to, to crawl out of that cocoon, that blanket, yeah. be like, okay, I'm going to let the world punch me in the balls a couple times. I can still, I can <laughs> still keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Uh, yeah. This is like another, um, like another Carolyn Meesism, because when I first stepped onto the spiritual path, I stepped onto it because I thought, okay, if I live a spiritual life, um, that my life is going to become easy, mm-hmm. you know, like, or like more peaceful. And, um, I just love, she just is like such a, like a, Jewish grandmother, you know, like I can feel when I listen to her audio, like I can feel her like shaking her finger at me. <laughs> and she says that, you know, like we have to release this fantasy that spirituality is the solution to chaos and that chaos will stop with spiritual clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, and she talks about going through the breakdown of the way that we want God to be so that we can allow God to be the way that God needs to be in our lives instead of the way that we want. And and I think, like you said, like it's like crawling out from that comfort. Like I think, you know, my life has gotten no less like um, chaotic, no more spiritual I've become, mm-hmm. but it's become less dramatic. Uh, if yes. that makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 
shit, like the world is like the world is a crazy fucked up place, but that's also really beautiful because imagine if it wasn't like and how boring that would be and and how like one dimensional, you know. So, I mean, if anything, I feel like my struggles have gotten bigger instead of smaller, you know, and mm-hmm. the pain has gotten deeper instead of less, you know, more subtle. But it just now it's like it doesn't have to be such a dramatic thing. Like right. the faith is like the faith is a piece that just says like, okay, like, you know, almost like to quote about like this too shall pass. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I've, I've you know? been having, I've been in this space from this past weekend of, um, noticing things that happen in my life and how I would have reacted to them like last year or two years ago yeah, and how things would have been more dramatic and more like I would have felt them in a different way and like would want to scream or throw something. And now it's just like, okay, I'm just going to breathe and realize that this is kind of as like a test for myself, not a test of my faith, but just the test of my own ness and yeah as i'm like i started coaching people and it's almost like i'm saying to myself i would normally say god is saying to me but i i'm i'm a big believer that i'm god you're god you know we're all god that i'm oh saying, yeah absolutely that I'm, that I'm saying to myself do you do you believe this stuff that you are actually yeah. coaching people do you believe the words that are coming out of your mouth and can you put those words into action for yourself that embodiment, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're doing this and you're helping other people, but can you actually help yourself with your own words? And yeah. that's, you know, been this new my new my new phase of learning recently has been that aspect of, oh right, your camera just broke. Yeah. You said you didn't want to photograph people anymore, so here. <laughs> let's break let's break okay, your, when that shit happens. Let's break your camera <laughs> in the middle of the photo shoot that you're on. <laughs> You know, and like literally last year I would have cried. I probably would have thrown my camera and been like, I can't believe that you just did this to me. You know, know, again, going back to my, my, my wise mom, literally the first thing she said to me was, didn't you say you want to coach people more than photograph them? Like, yeah, yeah, you're right, mom. That push, hey? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and that's what's so cool, too. Like, when you're in, like, when you're in that right alignment, like, mm-hmm. asking you shall receive. Like, that's been a huge one. Like, you know, I was just out studying. I was in Montana studying with Brooke Medicine Eagle. Mm-hmm. And we worked a lot with the ancestors. Um, just, I learned how to pray in so many beautiful new ways. But, like, she, the one day, like, her, her whole talk was just about how, like, be careful what you ask for. Yep. Because a lot of <laughs> us are asking for very specific change, but then we don't actually know what that means. Like, the one day, the, the there was two of us studying with her. We were invited to study with her. It was really special. The mm-hmm. woman's name is Celia from France. And she asked for unconditional love and to be this embodiment of unconditional love. And Brooke, like, kind of laughed at her and was like, do you know what that means? And do you know what that looks like? And do you know what that will mean for your life? And it was like, you know, there's all these things I think all the time, again, like manifesting, like there's all these things that we ask for, but like, do we know what that actually means? 
And are we prepared to actually receive it? Because I think a lot of times we think it's like a, like, oh yeah, throwing a penny into the well. But it's like, no, if you're in that right alignment, like, if you ask, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Right. You know? right. I know it in my heart. So I'm glad your camera broke. Yes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks. These prayers are strong, baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's really, it's, it's interesting. And that, that was the whole thing. Like, be careful. Like our words have so much power and, you know, you don't know how it, how and what, like how it's going to show up. Um, I've been listening to this podcast and this woman was talking about wanting to be financially free and financially independent. And Mm -hmm. she was like, you know, I, I did this whole thing and that was my intention that I would be financially free and financially independent. And she was like the next day she was divorced and her husband's check, her ex-husband's check was, was still going into her account and she was paying her mortgage with it and taking care of their kids with like her ex-husband's money like that was the arrangement and she was like the day Mm -hmm. after i said i want to be financially independent and financially free my ex-husband lost his job so that money that was coming in to pay for all of the things disappeared instantly like overnight it was gone and i was like okay i said i wanted to be financially independent and i wanted to be financially free so now i'm financially independent i just figure need to figure out how to be financially free and, you know, we don't think of that. Like, you say you want to be financially independent, then, okay, here, figure out how to do it. Yeah. Because the finances that you just had coming in are no longer there anymore. And I was like, oh, shit, that's so deep. And in a way that most people wouldn't think yeah. and see that, oh, right, I, I, I did, I said that. I asked for I that. created that. Right. Yeah. Like, you only think, like, oh, I'm financially free, and there's, like, a big stack of cash somewhere. Not the idea that, yeah. oh, shit, it's all gone. Now what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm free. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm free now. Let's see what I'm going to create. Yeah. Oh. Well, rock and roll. I'm sure her life is going to start to really. Oh, it totally has. You know, get, like get rock and roll. It, 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 you know, shit has you know changes, but it is. It's like we have to go there and be yeah. be aware. And it's funny. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine came to uh, a Wonderlust festival that I was photographing, and he went to a talk on like all the spiritual deities and. He came back from the talk and he was like kind of, I say this with love, like a baby in this world. Like it was one of his first, you know, experiences. And he came back to to the hotel room with this little statue of Ganesh. And he was like, I feel so connected to Ganesh. Like he's he's the remover of obstacles. And I was like, oh, man, hold on. And he was like, what do you mean? He removes the obstacles. I was like, he does. But sometimes Ganesh says, hey. Here's an obstacle. Let's see if we can remove it. You know what I mean? It's like we don't. Sometimes people don't look at it that way. Like, oh right, I'm 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 saying this chant like to the remover of obstacles, but maybe there's obstacles in my life that I don't even realize are obstacles, and now they're going to start presenting themselves because they need to be removed. And it's really, you know, the power of the word. It's all so interesting in that way that you just you got to be really ready you got to be ready 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 for all the good stuff and however it may show up 
through that. So that went really quick. <laughs> um, time flies when you're having fun. Time does <laughs> fly when we're having fun. Thank you so much for waking up and chatting with me. I really appreciate it. And I need to get my passport renewed so I can come down and breathe and get all of this stuff moving through my body. Um, yes. Where, where? I can... love it. I'm actually doing a Kundalini retreat. And... I saw you're doing all the retreats. So tell us really quick before we go, where can people find you? What is happening and where can they come and just be in your presence and experience all of this? Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're doing. Where, where are you? Okay. So, well, always I have the yoga studio in Ocean City, New Jersey on Central Avenue as soon as you go into town. And that place, I might not be there, but like my spirit is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you walk in, and I'm 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 there. I've actually been told by my employees that I kind of haunt the place. <laughs> <laughs> they can always feel me there. Um, so you can always go to the cafe there, or classes, or whatever boutique. But um, down here, this is my first year just running retreats in Mexico, and my first year ever running them at my compound. So. Um, you can check it out. I just created actually a, um, an Instagram for the property, which I'm calling El Santuario de Paz, which is the peace sanctuary. Mm. So I have it under the peace sanctuary and that's just kind of putting up photos about like the food that we're growing and the houses and the process and the town. Um, I always have gone under Golden Buddha Yoga. That's the name of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. You can go to goldenbuddhayoga.com. My web designer right now is actually in the process of putting up links like just for the houses because oh. I realized I've been so busy building and putting together this this project that I totally forgot that we also have to kind of advertise it and <laughs> put it <laughs> online and make make it. People are like, how can I book it? I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. All I've been thinking about are the flowers and like the edible garden. Um, <laughs> priorities, right? So right. Um, yeah, but you can even just like info at goldenbuddhayoga.com mm-hmm. and ask any questions about like, I'm running, what's super cool is I have the, there's seven retreats, like public retreats that I'm running. But then I already have three retreats lined up, um, two with um, kind of big businesses that's pretty rad and bringing their employees down. And another one's just a woman coming down with her friends and she asked if I would do a personalized retreat for them. They all wanted to do intro to yoga and some breath work. And, um, and that's like what I really love. There's so many amazing things happening in Baja. There are so many, so many, so many amazing places, activities, people, perspectives, and I love putting together an experience for people so that they can really not only fully experience their full potential and vitality, but to also experience the magnificence of Baja because it is truly one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, and I've been a lot of places. (laughs) And um, it's just so, so special. The culture is so special the food, the frequency, everything about it. Um, Because, yeah, I have a Women in the Wave surf retreat. I have a Kundalini yoga retreat. I have a yin yoga retreat with herbal support and a a reset with herbal support, doing lots of things with a local man who takes us on hikes and teaches us all about, like, medicinal herbs, how to use them, how to integrate them into our lives. Uh, Lots of stuff with essential oils. Um, Best of Baja retreat where you just get to experience the best of Baja. Um, 
and I'm doing them as vacation rentals too. So you can rent the whole compound and run your own retreat. If mm-hmm. you're a yoga teacher, you rent the whole compound and be here with your family, but like not have to sleep in the same house as your mother-in-law. <laughs> and, and you know, there's also the opportunity to come down and just rent one house. And even if you're solo, like it's a great opportunity to meet other like-minded people. And what's really rad is um, whether you're on a retreat or whether you're renting every day, uh, Imelda and Sammy, who are my lifelines down here. They're, they help me caretake the property and garden. Um, they're harvesting all the fruits and vegetables from the property, and you can take as much as you want. So it's really a, a nice addition uh-huh. to being on the space. So, yeah, check out goldenbuddhayoga.com. I think the most update thing probably is um, my Instagram, whether it's Golden Buddha Yoga or the Peace Sanctuary. I also have a clothing line called Hermanas by TBY. I have a skincare line, Bruja Beauty. All of that's based in sustainability, sisterhood, all these good things. So I would love you to check it out. I'd be super, super grateful. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, I think she just, you know, you really just expressed beautifully that you do everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I love you. I hope I can share it with you. I hope you get your booty down. Yes, yes. I need to get my booty down there. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate your time and all that you're doing to uh, raise the vibration on this beautiful planet of ours. I appreciate you, sister. Right back at you. I love you. I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, everyone. I'll talk to you all soon. Have a wonderful day.